Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about players that got one-year contract extensions. I call it a prove-it deal. Are they viable for fantasy football? We'll talk about the names and uh, which ones I think are best for fantasy this year. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship. Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. Uh, it's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And hey, before I forget, I'd like to remind you to please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Um, I really do appreciate it. It really helps me out. Uh, and I love to hear comments as well. So be sure to leave those. Um, but today, we're going to talk about players with prove-it deal contracts. Now, what's a prove-it deal? Well, essentially what that is, is it's a one-year contract. Because either the the either the player is just trying to prove that they are more valuable than the market thinks they are, so they think they do one year contract and then they can get a larger extension after the season is done, or the organization doesn't have a lot of faith in that player, and so they're like, okay, I need you to prove that you're worth a longer term extension. So it could be from either side, but regardless, there are a ton of players this year on these one year prove it prove it deals, and they have you know pretty big names. I'm just going to give you a few. Um, we've got uh, uh, Tevin Coleman, Sammy Watkins, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Damian Williams, Jameis Winston, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, A.J. Green, Deshaun Jackson, Gerald Everett, James Conner. Uh, and there, there's there's a ton here, and and so what I'm going to talk about is are these players viable um, as far as fantasy football goes, and are they worth the pick? And there's four of them on a prove-it deal in the top 100. Uh, that would be Will Fuller at number 68, Juju Smith-Schuster at number 71, Leonard Fournette at number 76, and James Conner at 89. Are any of these guys fantasy viable um, on this prove-it deal, and uh, would you want to take them? And are there any other players in this list who I like um, that are still on that are on this prove it deal. So let's let's just start right out. So we'll start with Will Fuller, and I've already talked about Will Fuller. If you haven't done so already, uh, go watch my regression candidate um, podcast, which I filmed a couple of months ago. Still relevant. Those those players are all marked in my app, by the way. Uh, my perfect fantasy draft, my drafting tool app. I'm working on the twenty twenty one update right now, so new things are going in every single day, and um, uh, you will see all the players that I have marked with a regression tag. You'll see a little uh, red icon next to their name with a little downward pointing arrow. You can't miss it. Um, Will Fuller is one of those. And, and believe it or not, even though that guy only played half a season and then he was suspended for PEDs, um, he still had the best season of his career in the NFL in eight games. So I can see why the Miami Dolphins, where he is now a player, um, have decided to only give him a one-year contract. Uh, they really want to see if this guy can make it through a full season, which he notoriously has not been able to do. Uh, in my opinion, Will Fuller is one of those players that I call a uh, daily fantasy player. He's not the kind of player you want on your season-long fantasy team, but for daily fantasy, he's great. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Will Fuller, I would not... I would not take a chance on this year. I would skip. When you're talking at pick number 68, man, that's like the sixth round. You need to get better quality players than him 
on your fantasy team. We're talking that's the guy that could potentially be your flex or maybe your tight end. Uh, so anyway, I would I, I would not uh, I would not bother with Will Fuller. Um, next up, uh, right after him at almost the same time is Juju Smith Schuster, who of course uh, went through his his contract. It expired. Couldn't find anything on the open market, so he re-signed with the Steelers for uh, on a one-year deal, and it's worth about $10 million. Um, and, and frankly, I'm not thrilled with Juju either. First of all, very crowded receiving cores. You got Deontay Johnson. You got Michael Pittman. You also have James Washington still there. So you're talking he's one of three or one of four. Um Obviously, last year was a contract year. He did not do good on his contract year. That's always a strike against him, in, in my opinion. And so I'm, I'm just not thrilled with taking him in the sixth round of a draft. It's just too risky. Plus, you, got, you still have Ben Roethlisberger as the quarterback, who, although he is a great quarterback, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Let's face it, the dude is old. Uh, his other classmates from that class that he was drafted in, Eli Manning and Philip Rivers, both have retired. So anyway, the sun is setting on Ben Roethlisberger's career. They don't have a great backup quarterback yet in that team, someone poised to take over. So this is a problem. And and for all of these reasons, really, I just cannot recommend Juju Smith-Schuster um, for fantasy football. Uh, so the next fantasy player uh, on a one-year deal um, is Leonard Fournette, who re-signed with the Tampa Bay Bucks. of course, after winning the Super Bowl last year. I'm, they're, they're like saying, hey, man, let's keep the band together. Let's do it again. And so I'm sure he's foregoing um, some compensation here to do that. Uh, but this backfield, which was crowded last year, is even more crowded this year because they brought in Giovanni Bernard. So now there's basically four players in that backfield because, uh, uh, you know, a along with uh, him, you got Ronald Jones, and then you have uh, the rookie from last year, and I'm drawing a total blank on his name. I apologize for that. There's four guys, four guys in this backfield. And to me, that just generally signals a non-viable fantasy play. <laughs> I'm sure he will have games where he will be a great fantasy player. And so again, Leonard Fournette kind of gets um, taken out to daily fantasy. He's a daily fantasy player, not a season-long fantasy player. So I would stay away from him as well. And finally, we've got James Conner at pick number 89 um, going to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this one actually kind of intrigues me. Um, I'm not convinced Chase Edmonds words, um, is going to be the man in that backfield. I think it's going to be a shared thing, but it's only a two person RBBC, uh, which is, which is fine. Better than a three or four person RBBC, um, at his draft position, not bad. 89, you know, you're talking, that's the eighth or ninth round. So you're in the middle rounds there. You can pick up uh, a running back that can maybe get you 150 to 200 touches over the course of the year. Uh, that's pretty good. That's, that's, you know, that's probably close to flex value. So I kind of like that. And, um, because of that, you know, um, the mid-round uh, running backs are really important. And if you can get a guy that can be an every-week starter, man, that is huge. And so he is, I believe, still dealing with some injuries from last season. Obviously, that really limited his effectiveness. Also on a contract year last year, so that wasn't good. Um, so, again, I, uh, it's of all the four, he obviously has the lowest risk. 
And I think probably the most viability to actually put together a fantasy viable season. So I do like him. Um, now the, there's a bunch of other players on here. There's a couple in the mid rounds, but most of these guys are late round guys. After pick 160, so we're talking last round pick, or maybe a guy will still be on the waiver wire after the season is done. Um, are there any players that I particularly like out of the group? And well, there is one, um, that I think of as a very viable QB one potential, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick, who now moves his services to Washington. Uh, man, has that dude played on every team in the NFL yet? He seems to be almost there. Um, but but let's think about it. Last year was kind of a bad year for Fitz. And the big reason was is because they wanted to bring in uh, the new rookie quarterback. They wanted to get him started. And, and so um, Fitz got benched. And so wasn't able to play a full season. So the, the big question here is, is will Washington draft another quarterback? And in order to draft one that I think would be a threat to Fitz, they'd have to go first round, um, which means they'd have to trade up. So we'll have to see what happens with the draft. But if they don't, Fitzpatrick is in a real good situation with a really good, pretty good offense around him. I mean, you got Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick in the backfield. You, you've got Logan Thomas as the tight end. Um, you've got, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the, um, uh, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, right, as one wide receiver. And they brought in Curtis Samuel, who has worked with Coach Reich before in Carolina. Um, so you've got a de- you got a really decent core of offensive productive units for him to play with. He's going at pick number 250. So this is a guy that's not going to get drafted in most drafts unless you have a really deep league. But shoot, man, talk about someone who has the potential to be a QB1. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is is definitely it. I, I really like him. Um, unlike uh, the other guy in the one-year deal, Andy Dalton over in Chicago, no way, no deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a QB viable play, um, but you know Fitz is great. I do like Fitz, um, and, and uh, you also have Jameis Winston sitting out there, and, and, and Jameis Winston was a great offensive coach and a, and a very good team. The Saints, obviously, a perennial um, playoff team. Um, if they make him the starter. Yes, he would be fantasy viable. But the fact is, the way they're paying him, they're paying him like a backup. I think they're going with Taysom Hill this year to be their starter. Um, And they would maybe turn to Winston if he struggles. But, you know, Taysom did really good in relief of Drew Brees last year. It'll be a different kind of offense. Um, but Jameis Winston's only getting got, he got a one year extension, but only for like $5 million. That's not a starter. Okay. That is not a starter pay. So, um, I think they've got him priced as a backup. I think that's where he's going to sit. Um, you know, Rob Gronkowski, I think that guy, you know, low end TE one who obviously playing with Brady, you know, those guys, I don't know how Brady can last this long, but he has, and he can, and he does, and he wins. But Gronkowski, sure, I'd take a chance on Gronkowski, um, you know, especially going where he's going. At pick one, 129 right now, I think he probably is going to move into the top 100 by the time we get to drafting season, but I would definitely take a chance on Gronkowski as a late-round TE1 pick. Um, but really, most of these other guys, not super thrilled with. Um, you know, you've got Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack, and T.Y. Hilton right in the middle between around pick 115 to 130. 
Philip Lindsay's now in a three-headed backfield. He's got David Johnson, and uh, he's got um, uh, what uh, Ingram. He's got Ingram, who's coming in this year. So there's three of them. Uh, he's the only young guy, which is probably the only thing going for him there. I would not take him at this point. Only if he would fall maybe to the 150s would I take him. Uh, Marlon Mack clearly being paid backup money, $2 million a year deal. Um, it is going to be Jonathan Taylor's show uh, in, in that backfield. Um, and plus, you also still have Naheem Hines there. So you got a potential three-headed beast. Um, but it's, it's going to be Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be the, the, the main get the most of the work. Um, and then T.Y. Hilton, man, fading wide receivers after age 30. When I'm drafting in, in, in for fantasy football, I want upside players. And these aging wide receivers, you got T.Y. Hilton, you got Deshaun Jackson, you got A.J. Green. Um, these guys, man, Sammy Watkins, there's no upside. There's only – that their ceiling every year gets lower and lower and lower. And – Frankly, I'd rather try my hand with another receiver on that team, uh, even though it is, uh, you know, new quarterback and all that. But, um, you know, again, those guys, they offer, there's no upside there. Even at their extremely bargain prices, I'm not, I'm super not interested. Um, one that might be a little interesting here is Gerald Everett, who went from the Rams, now he's in Seattle. And Seattle's had a problem keeping a tight end healthy. He's Gerald Everett's been able to stay healthy while in the Rams. Um, you know, last time the Seattle had a, a viable tight end, uh, it was Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham ended up having a great season, 10 touchdowns. Um, could Gerald Everett be that guy, man? He's at pick 170. This is like a last-round pick in your typical 15-round drafts. Um, I usually don't draft a second tight end. But if you're in a, a deep league, a deeper bench, yeah, definitely. Grab him as your TE2. Um, there could be some good things here. And, and also, I got to say, man, um, Tyler Higby's stock moved up significantly because of that move as well. Um, I really, really like Tyler Higby, who has nothing to do with the contract with these prove-it deals. But now he's the only tight end on that team. Um, coming in with a player, Matthew Stafford, who does really well with his tight ends, as he did with TJ Hawkinson. Now he's got Tyler Higby as his primary tight end. Boy, I like that upside there. So that's, that, that's, you know, that's just a little aside. But again, you got to be careful with these prove-it deal players. Uh, they, they usually just don't pan out. You know, last year, Antonio Brown, yeah, he came in midseason, and he did good. But what did he do? First of all, he, he hurt the production of the other two receivers on that team because you're now splitting it three ways instead of two. Uh, you know, with Evans and, and um, um, not Ridley, uh, but with the other two receivers. But in the end, if you look at his annualized stats, it was only like it was under 1,000 yards. And, and, you know, Antonio Brown might get another one-year deal. He might stay at Tampa Bay. He might go somewhere else. But, you know, again, his ceiling, over age 30, receivers, every year their ceiling gets lower and lower, and they, they ride on their names. You know, I still see Julio Jones in, like, the top 40 this year. Um, I got to tell you, man, I'm not interested. There's not upside there. His ceiling every year, you know, it was like 1,700 yards two years ago, and it was like 1,200 yards last season. This year, maybe 1,000. You know, other players are going to come in. They're going to steal some of this thunder, and he just can't do what he used to do. Why? Because they're over age 30. So, um Anyway, that's my opinion on that. But uh, so those are those are the prove it deal players and the ones who I think are are probably viable. 
Uh, and really, you know, just a few names, man. I like Connor. I like Fitz. I like Gronk. Um, and uh, maybe Gerald Everett. Maybe Gerald Everett as a as a flyer. Those are like the only guys I would really recommend out of that group. But anyway, thank you very much for watching. Uh, so uh, again, uh, I'm I'm trying to be better about doing more of these podcasts and putting them out on a regular basis. Uh, and uh, you know, we got the uh, the draft happening this next week, so excited about that. I'm going to talk about where those players went, who's got the best, uh, who's in the best position to succeed at fantasy. We'll have a podcast on that. And um, again, I'm continually updating my app right now, getting things in there. Um, if you uh, want to look at it, you you can look at it. It's under construction, right? So not not all the stuff is in there yet. But I'm you'll see a lot of the icons next to a lot of the players as far as uh, you know regression players or contract year players. That's all in there right now. Uh, you can go to my website fantasyfootballmaverick.com and check that out. Uh, and and uh, you know if if you want to renew your subscription, you can do that as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on here. I'm feeling really good about 2021 and drafting an excellent team, which is going to win you some fantasy championships. So, uh, anyway, thank you very much for watching. I appreciate it. Stay tuned and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one, everybody.